what up, man? All right, thank y'all. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, I'm waiting on Swan to get on so we can get this started. Can you hear me, though? Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. All right. What? It says you're unable to join Swan. Oh, I got to get down with this tech stuff. Uh, I invited you. Did you answer the reply? Hey, so it's just y'all three on here right now, so help me out. I sent you an invite. I invited you to join. Hey, did you did you get the invite? I, I said yes. All right, there we go. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Dion here in a second. First, though, hey, did you load something? I, I am going to load this to my my podcast, well, the, my, the Spotify and everything. So thanks for joining me, Swan. Appreciate it, man. Everybody, James Swan, known as guy like 20, about 20 years now. Been a long time. Both went to HBCUs, Oakwood. But first, before getting all that, man, tell me how your trip was. I mean, you went to the motherland. I went out there. It was amazing. Uh, it's one of my bucket list items. Uh, it's a lot. Like it was a lot. It's a. Uh, it's amazing to see, you know, what our people have done, and how they, uh, how they have American, Americanized, like taking advantage of it by making money off of it. Uh, but the essence of it was just uh, mind blowing. Uh, just to see the pyramids. Uh, to see the people, to see women covered in gowns. Uh, that was like my first time ever seeing so many women just covered uh, in that nature. Uh, you hear them, uh, you hear the churches uh, in the middle of the night praying, during, throughout the day praying, uh, the different religions. It's just, it's, it's very um, eye-opening because, you know, I, I've been in America all my life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> When you see something like that, it's a cultural change. And uh, as you can see, COVID had my hair a certain way, my beard, and I, I kind of like blended in with the people. Uh, and it, 
it, it was it was something that I I fairly I, I enjoyed tremendously tremendously. Man, no man, that sounds I mean I mean awesome beyond awesome. I mean just to be amongst you know back back in Egypt for how long were you there? Uh, I was out there five days. Uh, um, but to see the kids, to see children and people who have built those pyramids, I don't know how they built those pyramids so long ago. Uh, it's 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 amazing just to to, to see uh, their work ethic, their their mind, uh, uh, their 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 ability to engineer. Mm -hmm. creative to uh it's something that just you know they did that hundreds of years ago and for us to be trying to still figure out how they did it uh that's amazing to me i mean because yeah, even if you think of somebody like joe rogan who's always talking about the uh, pyramids yeah how it, it's mind-blowing once people see them in person it's it, like and then to, and then to take away the fact that what we've been taught so much about who our people are, of not being as intelligent and all those type of things, and then to find out, like, yo, these are part; these are probably the smartest people in the world. Right, and it just even goes back to, I guess, some of the things I know we're gonna be talking about. Uh, 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 who are we talking about here? Yeah, man. But it goes back to Kanye, Kyrie, oh, yeah. and some of the some of the things that they have been been saying that I know that gets a lot of people irritated and upset. But there's there's a lineage that they're mm -hmm. us and try to share that sometimes share it in the in the, in in the way that we can't in America. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you trace back where we're from mm -hmm. and read the Bible and you and you engage in 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 the ideology of who we are, mm -hmm. um, it points back to uh, the original place, who our skin color. I right. hate uh, all those things. And uh, uh, we just have to be enlightened and in tune. And when you go out there, you actually will see that, that our our color, our skin tone is pretty much ideal to them. But the biggest problem is the lack of respect for black Americans. Uh, uh, they do see you as a black American. And, you know, just share a little bit more about that then. Um. I just think we just have a stereotype. I think we've been stereotyped for so long that 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 image of who we are and where we came from and where we went to and how we were taken, what we became in America and what we're trying to become in America, they still see us as equals um, um, uh, based on work ethic or based on the decisions we've made, based on how much we have yet to uh, come together Going back to even even the Dion thing has divided us. For what mm -hmm. reason? I have no clue why we're divided over this because we have different perspectives, different ideas, different thoughts of it. But it is what it is. It is right. What well, it is. well, even because even let's, let's let's transition that then. So the whole Dion thing. Because if you look on, I mean, I look at people on Facebook and you're watching sports talk and they're 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 so far on the other end of it but the fact that even on a say something so casual as a facebook post about what are your thoughts on dion turns into an argument right right with our own people and and, and we're the only people doing that because when you if, if Saban went from alabama to 
LSU or Alabama to NFL or even when um, Brian Kelly went from Notre Dame to LSU, there was not outraged by his group of people right. on the move. But, see, see, would... but, but our ideology, to me, uh, mm -hmm. we got a whole lot. Of, we always are talking about entertainers and athletes. Mm -hmm. But we have this same issue in every single department in our HBCU schools. Mm. Like, we always want to talk about the, the basketball and the football side, but are the best teachers teaching our kids in HBCU schools, in mm -hmm. our departments, in our mm -hmm. business schools, in our, in our dental schools? Like, it's, it's way larger than the Dion, but we want to focus on Dion mm -hmm. and not really realize that Dion has just highlighted what's actually wrong with HBCU schools. Oh. Mm hmm For me. You know? no, I, so, all right, so give me, so before we get into all of that, give me what you think Dion should have, well, what is your take on what Dion did? Not tell you what I think, I think, what I think about it. I mean, and then we go going more into it. From a personal standpoint, he has to take the job. You know, okay. Personal standpoint. Um, um, however, from my standpoint, I do. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I, I, let me just say this. There was a a quote in a in MSNBC uh, that I wanted to say that Dion said that when I was around Hunter's age, I turned down a full scholarship at a premier HBCU because because I was a teenager who was obsessed with proving myself to white people. Didn't believe a degree from there would be as valuable as one from the bigger, wealthier white school that had accepted me. While I don't regret choosing the school I did, I almost immediately regretted my reason for rejecting the black school. And I've often wondered how my life would be different had I made the other choice. As I, as I, as illogical, as it may sound, I was hoping Hunter's success at Jackson State would show me how well things would have gone for me if I made a different choice. That's what Dion said. You can you can you can debate this, that, and the third, but Dion recruited based on that. You know what right. I'm saying? And he has the he has the uh the objective prerogative to go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go but when you make statements like that we have the we have the right to have an opinion and object mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. if i was a parent of a kid that was at jackson state who was an average kid who felt like dion being a, a coach could take my son to another level i would be very upset today okay so I agree with you on that from this standpoint. He never, I think his intentions, me personally, I think he took the job because he didn't want to be an assistant coach somewhere else. And he took, he got the head job at Jackson State. I don't think his intentions were ever to be there five, 10, 15 years. It was no, just I, a stepping stone to get I, somewhere I, else. But the problem is he did, I don't think he articulated that enough to all of his big time prospects that he brought in as if he was going to be here long term. And those average guys, now they're stuck in the middle because they're not good enough to hit the portal and go to some of these big schools. Now, Hunter is. Travis Hunter, he can go anywhere. But there's but no the – hmm? there's, there's, 
to me, there's only one one average player he was concerned about, and why he has begun. He began at Jackson State versus that's his son. and that's his son. That's his son. I just that's his son. If his son was a a, a D one quarterback coming out of high school, I don't think this would have been uh, uh, an objective of his uh, to okay. be hit in the way that he's he tried to go about it this way. Uh, he wanted to coach his son on mm -hmm. a deep, and he wasn't wasn't able to. Jackson State provided that for him, mm -hmm. and as one year, two more years left. They have to take it to the next level. Well, my thing with everybody being upset with him, and this is this is my whole synopsis of the whole thing, is that all right, he did his job there. He was 27 and 5. Okay. Uh he got Travis Hunter in there. He brought something around $30 million to Jackson State as far as the city uh during his tenure there. Uh but to me, to it goes it even goes back to, to like I say using Jerry Jones as a, as a as part of the example. Everybody's up in arms about Jerry Jones standing out there when he's 14 years old. Okay, yeah, he was out there. But and it was oh, he needs to hire black coaches or we need to have more black owners and all this kind of stuff. But eventually you have to have a seat at that table that allows that type of power. Going to the Pac-12, Dion now has that type of power. There's not a black coach in the SEC that's a head coach. Herm Edwards was over at Arizona State, but he got fired. Remember, he got fired during the game. Like the game ended this year, they fired him. They walking off, <laughs> they walking off the field firing this guy. So I look at Dion as if. Let me ask you a question: Who you think Dion's going to surround himself with? What type of coaches? Uh, great coaches, amazing. Well, coaches. What, but what are they going to look like? Pro coaches, black. Okay, so by him hiring those guys, and if he has two, let's say two years, great or decent at Colorado, those guys are now his offensive coordinators and his defensive coordinators are then going to have the ability to go to some of these other bigger programs and make a name for themselves. But you have to first get a foot in the door. He, he's, got, he's got name recognition. He's yeah. going to bring in all these transfer portal kids. He's going to turn Colorado around relatively quickly if his, if his son can play quarterback. I, I, listen, he has to take the job for that okay. reason. All right. Okay, we agree on that. Good. Okay. Uh, I just I'm disappointed that our standard has to be that instead of our own. And what I'm I'm going back to, um, how does it look for how do we how do we prove that 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 black male who's dynamic in biology, who's dynamic in business, who's dynamic in in these areas, and we say those schools are better than our schools. You know what I'm saying that. That's the dynamic that I'm concerned about because we know the we, we see the pathway to excellence in sports. Okay, true. We see that pathway, but mm -hmm. but but it, it should resonate. For instance, everybody that that plays sports, I give you a perfect example. Everybody that plays sports in HBCU schools don't make it to that level. But let's look at football. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at coaching. This a uh, uh, a physical therapist. Are they gonna still be able to get those D one schools by going to those HBCU schools? You know what I'm saying? Like 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 that Jackson State major who wants to coach, is he gonna be relegated to D to, to HBCU schools because he went to an HBCU school? 
because of the the network that he has there. It's basically that small network. Right. But but again, that's why Dion had to make the move. And but it goes with I think Dion's doing it from the right place, and that is in this. He's gonna surround himself with others that are like him. Right. I think that's the key in so many of our professions, especially once you work in athletics. When you work in athletics and sports, if you are the one that broke through, you must pull the people through with you. Yeah, but and no, that that's 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 very important. But what what's what's even more um I'm not gonna say harmful, but what's even more he now still has a load on his back. Just like he went to HBCU as a black man to be successful because he's Dion, he now has a bigger. For to me, it's not can't lose here. Like he, can't, you know, what I'm saying he could fail at the HBCU level and be all right, but mm -hmm. he can come here and fail after what has happened in Jackson State. Tom heals all wounds. I I, I kind of relegate this situation to, of course, the LeBron decision. Mm -hmm. Ron made that decision. We was up in arms. We felt like he did this. We didn't do that. But over time, because he was successful, because he he, he rose above mm -hmm. his decision. Now if he had never won and he went to Miami and didn't win, we would be talking we would say we that still we still be talking about him right now. But because he's a winner now, well a, a winner, you know <laughs> that uh we don't we don't uh, talk about it as much anymore. So Dion has to win, not just for himself. And that's to me, that's just unfair that we now have have given him the black title now as a coach to be successful in other for other coaches to be head coaches. And I think it's unfair because there are coaches who don't have the the the, the persona as Dion who don't have the cachet as Dion, who are great coaches. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. And that goes back to, like, the pressure that he's going to be under, the microscope that he's going to be under is turning them around relatively quickly. It's so unfair. And it's, and it's because a lot of times when you get this shot at a at a, at a Power 5 school, you if you fail, you don't get another one. Right. And it's much different than our other brethren. And I'll use the example of Steve Sarkeesian. you got to remember, he was at USC – showed up drunk at a news conference. They let him go, but he ends up at Bama as the offensive coordinator for a couple of years. And then, boom, there he goes. He's a, he's a Texas head coach. So it's like that relationship will allow him to just keep on moving because right. he just not held to the same high standard. Right. Now, success at Colorado, he, I would say his first year, 7-5. They were 1-11, man. Listen, it's two things. If he does, if his son is not, like, if his son is not, that's going to hurt him yeah. from a from a professional standpoint. Well, you know even 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 the fact that he told the the the, the quarterback at right. Colorado, yes, he said, "Hey, he told the quarterback, I already got my quarterback. You need to hit the portal, right? Like, golly, like, he can't compete." And that's the thing. You can't allow him not to be just to hand him the job because now you're not – this is not an HBCU. This is not Jackson State. You can, you can, he can go out right now. Technically, he can go out and get one of these big-time quarterbacks if he wanted to, get the, hits the portal. He can get the kid out of Clemson. Yeah. 
he might be able to get the kid out of Clemson if he really wanted to, but he doesn't want to. I get it, but you can't allow your love of your son. Or, or, or should you? See, 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 this goes back to, this goes back to what they do versus what we do. Or what we do. You know what I'm saying? If Peyton Manning was over in Colorado, for sure he's bringing his nephew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. No, I think, he, no, I think he's got to give his son that first shot at it and give him the first year. Yeah. Like, without even stress. Like, let him play. You know, let him do his thing. Put him in the right system. And don't think he's going to air it out at all times, but he's going to be able to get some better weapons than he had even at Jackson State. You got to keep that in mind, too. And is he going to put his son's success over his success? Well, if he's a good father, he won't. And I think Deion's a decent father. I know. But, I, but what I'm saying is, is he going to – is his other son coming as well? Uh, I, I know though. I know one will be working in the athletic department because he's not he's not a player. His oldest one. Corner. Of course he's coming. Yeah, yeah, of course he's coming. Because he got he gets one more chance to hit the portal, so of course he's coming. You know, he's he's going to be able to have the ability to turn them around relatively fast. He really is because of the transport portal how it operates. So he can actually go get you know. The players. Solid backups. You got to remember, the Bama kid hit him up. That like Wasn't a Bama running back? Yeah. They hit him up. Like, hey, you got room for me. I mean, you got a kid out of Bama. You know, you're on the right direction. It's just, I think that for some people to be so upset with him is mind-blowing. Number one, it, especially people that have, let's say people that have a decent amount of, of uh, say, a lot of money to help with HBCUs. Is that okay? If he would have been there again this year, how much money are you you gonna be putting in an endowment for him? Right. How much money are we gonna be pumping into that school? Because yeah. if y'all really wanted him there, you he could have stayed there. If you started even in his second year, when they went undefeated the second year, more money gets pumped in. Pump in more money. Yeah. If you pump in more money, he's gonna be able to get the better facilities. Because you gotta keep in mind, half some of his salary went to improving their facilities. He contacted Michael Strahan to get them some uh, decent. Uh, clothing to wear to games. He had his, you know, there's so many things that he had to do that he no longer does, has to do because now he's at Colorado. Right. You can't compete with a $7 million facility when you're over there playing in the dirt. You can't. And that sound right, but that's, un unfortunately, that's how a lot of HBCUs are aesthetically. All like of them. Like, like even my, my, my boys that, you know, that go to Oakwood. Right. When they decided, they had never been out there. I was like, hey, guys, listen. They had been on field. I took them to different universities across the states. I, I took one of them to Mizzou. He sees Mizzou. He saw Bama. I took him to Bama his right. freshman year. He's walking, he's walking Bama. <laughs> and so when he was sitting in class with me last year, he's like, hey, I'm going to go to Oakwood. He's like, hey, I'm going to tell you something, man. It ain't, it ain't Bama. Right. Aesthetically. Now, the people will make it amazing for you. You meet your best friends. The experience will be amazing. But you think you go in there for right. top notch everything? It's gonna be harder. It is. You know? But that. But like you were going back to, that's the problem that we have is with is not enough money. Period. Not just in athletics is being put back into these uh, schools. So, so what do we do? All right. So the bigger issue is what okay. do we do culture? What do we do as a people to uh, lure those? Because what we're saying is. That kid, that person, 
that these school they're you're you're they're making a lesser decision uh, uh for their future uh by going to these schools versus going to these uh PWR schools. Right. right. And what do we do to change that um to change that look, that outcome? Uh, well, one, I think you have to create those that, that are that are you got to raise more money. I mean, bottom line, you got to raise more money, and you true. can never stop raising money. Yeah, you 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 have to continuously raise money, but you have to also allow people to see that the money that has been raised is is put to good use. I think a lot of times the mismanagement of money allows people to then step back and say, "Man, I'm not giving anymore." And then once that word gets out for that whatever university that is, then it, it ceases to actually exist. More money coming in. Whereas if you go to this place, and I get it, these prominent football schools, every time you pull up, they got something brand new. Yeah. You know. But if you go to a lot of PWIs, essentially, they're always building, they're always growing. You know, they and they have a bigger student body and a bigger endowment and all that kind of stuff. But when you go and you see, it makes you want to give. But yeah, also, I, also, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, no, my bad. Uh, I think uh, uh, when you talk like that, I think alumnus, alumni is a very, um, uh, a resource that we just don't tap into. Uh, we just don't, um, for some reason, um, um, we just don't uh, embrace change. And, and it, well, the big key, though, is no organization. So if I can say anything about it is this. So my brother went to a PWI, he went to Appalachian State University. Quarterly, they have meetings in different parts of the country for all alumni. This happens every quarter. And it's something so simple as a, a group of guys and girls going to get some wings. Yeah. But they connect with each other to assist people in different careers. Because I might know somebody that you might know, you might know somebody. Right. right? And then they meet up at the university. They're all engaged in the university. Yeah. All right. If you go back to, uh, I don't know every HBCU, but I know the one I went to, we don't have those things set in place. Whereas you have your homecoming weekend, but you don't have things across the country that are happening quarterly or once every six months or once even a year that are different locations across the country to take the kids that just graduated right. and then say, hey, what do you want? What, what do you want to do? Oh, I, I want to. I'm in this career. Oh, I got you, man. I got this guy right here. So we're not connecting each other. And since you're not connecting each other, you don't see the value of the university because you haven't been in a long time. Correct. So Correct. then you then you become disconnected. Right. And then they want to do a phone drive or whatever to raise some money. But by that time, you're so far disconnected with the university that you don't know, you don't know where to start then. And homecoming and alumni, that, that mass, that camaraderie and that networking, uh, because we're more partying or excited to see but we're not creating a network of, of uh, a system that allows us to um, pass on um, and give back uh, that's one of the, I've been this is my 25th year uh, out of Oakwood and uh, that's one of the things that we've discussed they don't even realize and I don't there's not nothing negative or anything but we we have to introduce ourselves uh, uh, to our school, uh, reintroduce ourselves to our school. And I think sometimes it's not just always left up to the school, but sometimes it's left up to us. Because I think out of our frustrations, a lot of times uh, we get frustrated. 
but um, we still need to do our part as far as um, um, figuring out ways, like you said, throughout the country in different times of the year to be able to reconnect and connect. I think we do that a lot through our churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but that's, that's, that's got to be separate. Right. That's still... That it needs to be a business. Like this it's, is what, it's a business. If yeah. you are a let's say a marketing executive, right? And then we have with people that have graduated from there that are marketing executives that have high powered jobs and high paying jobs. Yes. But you would hire a kid that you knew was trained. I'm not saying give anybody Joe Smo a job. Right, right. But if you were able to be introduced to a young man that's about to graduate and you say, hey, you need entry-level work? Oh, yeah, I got you, man. I own the company. Yeah. But we don't even know that. We don't even know that. We, we, when you think about it, now, now, like you said, though, I can go out a bunch, I go to Atlanta and run into a whole bunch of people randomly. Right. Or I'll see them at church. Right, right. But that doesn't but mean... That doesn't mean it as much as opposed to saying, okay, September 28th, there's going to be a networking event for all Oakwood grads or this grads or whatever HBCU there is, Jackson State grads uh, at this restaurant. We've rented out this space, and this space is going to be utilized for us to network with each other, just catch up with each other, but see if you know some people to help some other people. Or what do we want to do as a, as a, as a part of the country to, to increase the endowment for, for this university? And what's, 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 what's unique about that is um, – with Dion, he was able to connect those dots. Mm-hmm. He was not necessarily an alumnus of Jackson State, right. but he right. knew those things that 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 would allow him to use the platform. And I Thank think, you. I think, I think we get caught up in in Jackson State's platform and Dion Sanders's platform. And when it collided, we we felt as though that Dion's platform was. Jackson State's platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was that because now he had the opportunity to get the suits, to get the because it's Dion. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Head coach of Jackson State is not getting no American Airlines to fly a team over to to, to Miami. You they, right? It's not happening. He has right. say to be able to do that. And I think that when we it, it goes back to like uh even our black churches. Uh, when when we get a dynamic pastor, and and we go into church every week, we go to church every week. But when that pastor decides to go to another church, we stop going to church because we don't want to hear that new pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it's it becomes not about the the, the church; it becomes about the pastor. The That's people, true. You know what I'm saying? And we <laughs> as a culture have to get out of that. That's true, because as a culture, we have to get to the mindset that when someone moves on, that we we believe that the next person moving in will enhance. They not gonna find nobody like like Dion. Like that's they, gonna be hard. They, not, they, they're, they're not they're not with that, but they can have somebody. That's gonna be hard. I mean, they can try to get Mike Vick. Uh, there's nobody that can galvanize a group of people and has the network that Dion has. They get. I they did. One name. I heard one name. Who? Uh, Ray, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis could do it. Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis could do it. And if they got Ray Lewis, yeah. he could do it. And then he you could. make Mike Vick the offensive coordinator. Oh, that's beautiful. 
There you there it is. Let let let, let now I need to go ahead and post that everywhere. Let Ray <laughs> Lewis be the head coach. Right. And then right. give the offense to Mike Vick. Because then you still be getting those kids. If they get another splash like that, I think that brings the credibility of Jackson State even more. Yes. Because the athletic department, the athletic director, is able to go get. Like, and that, Dion and good PR, but we're going to keep raising the bar uh, every single year. Every and that's year. what they need to do. That's what they need to do. That's the next step that they need to do, because you don't want to lose the momentum that they built. Because if you lose all this momentum, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So you got to think about it, man. Dion has brought a lot of notoriety to HBCUs in general. Correct. He really has. Yes, he, he really has. And he's and, and it, if you get the right coach that's next coming through, they'll they're not going to be as grand, but they'll stay on the same path. As long as they're on the same path, then other guys will be coming through along yeah. the woodworks. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we were being wishful, man. We're being wishful because I do want to see a HBCU thrive because it was good to see. It was but good to see, man. We can use if if they are smart. The HBCUs can use the fact that D ones, um, uh, NBA, the NFL are not hiring our coaches. Mm -hmm. They're not hiring ours, mm -hmm. so. Good opportunities to start hiring high qualified coaches to coach these kids, and they could get a step. I just hate the fact that the next step is D one and not us. Like, like we're the stepping stone to the next level. But I, so I just I talked to a friend though that had a that had a kid. I'm not gonna say the kid's name, but he's a he's one of the best college basketball players in the nation, yeah. and not one HBCU ever contacted him. And there's the issue is they they actually defeat themselves before they won't even. The, you go to Dallas right now, you can recruit the, the all NBA players basically out of Dallas. Right, just go recruit, but you won't even see a HBCU, HBCU come through there to try to get these kids. Yeah, but you you it's it's like this. They don't have the infrastructure, man. Oh, you know if you can get that chick or not, like. You know if you can get that woman, that job. Like, 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 I know my facilities are bad. I'm doing that in a disservice by trying to come over here. So why would I waste my time? Dion could do it because he's Dion. That's true. Forget forget what's going on over there. I'm gonna, that's true. I'm, I'm gonna get you to the next level. You know what I'm and saying? And that's why Travis Hunter went out there. It had nothing to do with Jackson State. Oh, it was everything to do with Dion. You can't go to Alabama, look at all their facilities, and say, I'd rather go to Jackson State. Like, come on. Let's just be honest with you. What we're selling as HBCUs and as a community is our culture. It's our it's not, it's not even education. It's not even education sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's that we should teach our own, and we know where you come from. We know what it expects, and we're gonna go, we're gonna go ahead and, and 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 teach you and get you to the next level in that capacity. That's it. But so much information now is on social media that these kids coming up now are understanding the whole game. Right. No, that's true. So then, what? All right. So I think we we broke that down. 
uh, all the way from a standpoint of like what what the importance of our HBCUs, but also what we need to do to to improve them, and then understanding that Dion did have to make the move. Uh, and my thing, my big thing for him making the move is allows other people to have a seat at the table, and that's what we need. We need just more people at the table. But let me be very clear on he had to make the move. But let me be very clear. Be very okay. Clear. Be very clear, brother. Yeah, I still believe criticism that he deserves by making that decision. That doesn't mean he's a sellout. That doesn't mean that he's, he's, he, he should not have done it. But there's a level of criticism that he should not not be given for what he actually, he, he did. There are kids there that are hurt. There are families there that are hurt. There are, this is what comes when, when you're in the coaching field and you're trying to your career on the college level, you're gonna promise kids and lead kids. Okay, okay, but do we have that same type of energy when a regular, I say, um, when Brian Kelly left Notre Dame? Oh, well, let's just say Nick Nick Saban leaves Alabama. I don't let's think just, we have. The, I don't think we have this same level of let frustration. Me let me say this. Mm -hmm. That's because. And I'm glad you brought this up. That's because Nick Saban has has created a foundation and a culture that his next his next coach will step in and his predecessor will be of such where it's not going to skip a beat. And I think and I believe that a lot of people felt that Dion was gonna lay that foundation. I can't hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, I got you now. Go, bring it, brother. I think a lot of people thought that Dion was going to lay, uh, lay that culture and that foundation down so that his predecessor, so that, that, that it could go on beyond him. And I think a lot of people are upset because of that. He didn't even have a graduating class. We don't so know I'll... if he can put NBA, NFL. We don't know. I know mm. he can, but we don't know. He has a better chance in Colorado mm. without because he's going to get a lot more recruits mm. because of the program that he's going to. Mm. But they thought that from a long – it's like this. Um, um, I'm a, I own a company, and I'm looking to hire the best candidate to take my company to the next level. Mm -hmm. he, takes my, he takes my bottom line from – Five million to twenty million in three years, and then he decides to go to another company. Like from my standpoint, I'm like, that's 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 painful, that's hurtful. You know what I'm saying? And I think you can't act as if that people should not be mad when you make that decision. I, they have a right to upset. They have a right to to feel some kind of way. That's all I've been trying to say. Okay. Are upset that that there are families today that are that are looking to go in the transfer portal to get their son to a different place. If I'm a junior in college or if I'm, I'm a senior in college, I'm hot. And I'll tell you, and I, I agree with you on that from this standpoint that he should have seen a graduation class if he could have, but also 
he could allow he should to me he should have allowed Jackson State to see if they could they can't match it financially, but just see if, if what can you match? What can you give me? How much more power can you give me while I'm here? Yeah, but that's uh, but they don't have it. They, they just don't have it. They don't have it. And that and that and that goes back to all things we've been saying. This is just unfortunate that you have to make a decision like that. And it's and it's not based on maybe what you even want to do. It's just financially it, it, it ain't close. It's prime time. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but he also made the comment that it wasn't about money. Mm-hmm. When he you know, it was about purpose. It was about and that and I think that's the thing that a lot of people hold on to, and even me. The frustrating right. piece is, uh, yo, man, you were planting it a seed as if you were going to be here for five to seven, not two to three. And in his mind, he probably already was always, was already thinking, hey, I'm out of here in a couple of years. If I have two, three good years, I'm out. But he yeah. was selling the whole notion that we're about to uplift these HBCUs and go get all of our kids and bring them all here. Right, right, right. And that's all what the- he was So he was, he was basically just being a good salesman. Right. All the best kids, if they can play, they're going to come to Jackson State. Yeah, and he got one five five star, and then after he got Travis Hunter, which is his five star, he didn't stay for another class because he because come he February never played. Yeah, so, I mean, and he didn't hardly ever play too. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm saying so. Uh, I mean, I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't know because the thing is with him, um, he didn't need. I'm not, of course, everybody needs five million, but he didn't need the three hundred. So. Right. He's a man that's well off. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach who's not well off. I'm gonna take the three hundred thousand because I've never had three hundred thousand to coach anything. So, but he's not gonna have the cachet as Dion has because he just wants to coach. He doesn't mm-hmm. have, he, like Dion came with a cameraman. Oh, uh, Dion came with all of. Uh, I mean, he too. He came with he came with a whole crew. Uh, New age way of showing people how to coach people. Mm-hmm. No, you're yeah, right. That- Even breaking down when he was bringing in, you ain't got a lot of coaches that could bring in Ray Lewis, Mike Vick, okay. Chad, uh, Chad Johnson on a on a like that. Yeah. John Lynch, the, the the safety for I mean the, the ex safety for the Bucks, but the GM of the Niners was out there, right? And, along, and, and Jackson with, State, along with all the rappers. So I wish it, I would do wish he would have stayed a little bit longer, but um, I understand his move that he had to make. And I'm so, I'm glad that he has a foot in the, at the door though, as far as like, if you have a couple good years here, then you're able to allow some other guys to have some good years as well. But man, before I let you go, man, appreciate your time. First of all, I know you're the busiest man I know. Shoot. I mean, flying around, being in Egypt, chilling. I'm out here. <laughs> Let's go back tonight. I know, but I appreciate. I really do appreciate your time because I mean, it was a hot topic. We had to get it in quick because we can't let it die down. Because by the, by tomorrow or by Thursday, I think it's gonna be like back back backstory. Yeah, uh, we'll be back. To, we don't need yeah. to talk about Kyrie and Kanye this week because Dion is in the front. <laughs> well, we're going to get back on about that because that's going that's that's a whole other topic. Before I let you go okay. though, so anytime I interview somebody. I always want to ask for my final four questions. I'm a basketball guy. So, number one for you, brother, do you have any regrets? Um, you say in life itself? In life. In life. Um, 
Share um, some wisdom, brother. Share some wisdom. As I grow older, uh, discipline. Uh, number one thing is discipline. If I had known what discipline actually um, entailed as far as detailed, it, uh, I think that would have been something um, uh, uh, would have been more advantageous to me. That you don't have a lot of time. Uh, 70, 80 years seems a long time, but in actuality, it's not at all. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, if you could be disciplined on what you want to do, um, I shall, I probably should have gone to Egypt 10 years ago, uh, mm -hmm. 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when you're not disciplined, you want to do a whole bunch of other stuff, and you're not mm -hmm. just doing what you need to do, uh, I think I would have told myself to do, be disciplined enough to do whatever you want to do at that age right there. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. That's that's a, a a book I read that was talking about the difference between discipline and motivation. Yeah, motivation is quick, like yeah. get excited, but discipline is doing it when you don't want to. That's right, and, that's and it's continuous. It's yeah. the day that you don't want to do it, you're disciplined enough to do whatever it is that you need to do. All right, that's question right. two, brother. What is your favorite book? Oh, I'm biased because my dad's the author. Um, uh, so. Um, um, I'm actually I'm 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 gonna do two plugs right quick. Uh, I am sure, reading, brother. I am reading ET's book. Uh, Eric Thomas, my guy. Uh, that's a good book. But my father, one of the books he wrote was Cornelius Struggle. Uh, it talks about it talks about uh being a black man, a black family, and being accused of a crime and going to jail. Um, we also got another book. Uh, that he wrote that I'm going that we're about to publish uh, in his honor since he's been gone. We're working mm -hmm. on two of his books that he hasn't yet uh, published that we're going to publish in his That's honor. That's phenomenal, man. Coming up soon. So look for that. The first one is A Price to Pay and the second one is uh, John's Struggle. It's the second part to his first book, Cornelius Struggle. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to get all three of those. So yeah. I'm going to let you know now. I'm going to need all three of those. That's uh, fantastic, man. Gotcha, I gotcha. I applaud you on that. All right. Number three, what is the um, best advice you've ever received? Um, it's something I did. I, I, <laughs> I'm going back to my father again. I Go that. back to him, man. Um, it's probably the best advice I probably – you know, you get advice, but you don't always uh, adhere to the advice. Mm -hmm. One of his quotes he used to always tell me is, um, "Never start something that you know you have to, you're going to have to end." Uh, and, and and that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he used to always tell me that if you know you're going to have to end it, never don't start. start it. That's, that's deep, though. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I like. With the with red meat and all of that stuff, or shrimp, or I just never ate it because I knew that it was gonna taste good. <laughs> For me, I just said, I just said, I just not gonna try. It. You know what I'm saying? Not for no religious reasons. Yeah, no. yeah. It's literally like I'm not gonna try because I know that that bacon be smelling good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I just decided I'm not going to try it. So I just leave it alone. Okay, okay. And then my final question is, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Um, 
Now that's a good question. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, start sooner. Just start sooner. Just whatever it is. Uh, just my sister always talk about do it scared. Just start whatever it is you're doing. Like I don't care what it is in life. If you could just do it over again, I always say like this: if you had went and borrowed a million dollars from the bank and just messed that up, just bet on your life and messed it up, and it's on your credit. It's on your credit for seven years. It's gone. It's gone after seven mm -hmm. years. At 23, by the time you're 30, you would either be a millionaire or you would or it'd be off your credit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. so, like, if I had to tell myself sooner or later, uh, put yourself around people uh, that are, are 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 willing to um, willing to show you something different uh, and uh, expose you to something greater. Um, yeah, that's 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 it. And and, and another thing, mm -hmm. whatever you're thinking, it ain't big enough. It ain't big enough. That's what that's I that's what I would tell my 18 year old self. That, 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 dude, that's that, that, that's whatever I tell. That that's wild that you just even finished with that because. So I'm rereading a book that I love. It's called Think and Grow Rich because I had to administer some tests today. Oh, so yeah. I administered some tests today. So I was stuck just watching kids, no tech and all that. So I, I basically read the first 200 pages again, but I've already read it before. Yeah. And that's what you just hit on the head with. Like, whatever you want, whatever your desire is, don't, don't put it, stop making it rational. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem that I think all of us have is that we think too rationally about what we really desire out of this life. And like you said, 70, 80 years is not a long time. No, it's not. But we would literally say, let me just get this and I'll be happy. And it's it's a number that we can, let's say, or a house, the size of a house that we can actually think that we can actually get. Mm -hmm. And then we set that desire to that as opposed to saying, man, I want a 15,000 square foot house. Right. I want $2 million. Right. I want a $2 million job. I want to be a head coach of a D1 school, whatever it may be. We literally just say, I just want to be a coach. Right? And, and, and you will be blessed with that desire to be a coach. But you might be a coach of your local AAU team or local high school team, as opposed to saying, man, you know what? At, at this one journey I get it, through life, I want this out of it. Yeah. And then we limit ourselves. So, no, you're right, man. Well, well I'm going to tell you what's crazy. What's crazy? It, mm -hmm. it's, well, I, I didn't realize until both of them died how much alike they were. And that's why Kobe's one of my favorite players. Favorite, no, forget players. Favorite people of all time. My father and and Kobe had a work ethic and a discipline uh, that I I just did not possess uh, 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 growing up. Like my father, literally, if he had an idea in his head, he could not sleep. Well, me, my ass, if I think so, I'm I must keep my bed, <laughs> and and I'll forget about it the next day. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when you hear Kobe in these stories. He said the same thing, though. Kobe said the same thing. He would get up. It, it something would pop in his mind, and he would get up and go to his office and get to writing. Get to going. Get just to going. putting it on paper. Just putting your thoughts on paper. And then rationalize them later, but just get it out. Get it in the air. I'm talking about he'd be driving, and he'd write notes 
on the dashboard, like driving, writing and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff is like rare amongst amongst people. You mm -hmm. know, you gotta like understand that if you can get a little bit of that, because some it's a, listen. When Kobe said this, and I see my desk, it's not something that you do overnight. It's something that you do over time. Mm -hmm. It's now just a part of your DNA. So when you go into your second life, your second part of your life, it's, he couldn't play basketball no more, but that same ethic and that same way of going about it, he used on the next level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. And and that's those are the kinds of things that I uh, uh, I learned from just uh, those two people, uh, 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 especially in the afterlife when you look back over someone's life mm -hmm. and you, hear, you 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 remember those times uh, that 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 alarm put that alarm in my head uh, 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 those things I would tell my eighteen year old self. Well, man, I appreciate your time, man. I really thank you for that. The ending was awesome. Seriously, yeah. man. Because yeah. I, I share all this. Um, like my, my, A lot of my students watch, listen and watch my podcast. Of course, we're growing it and, and all those type of things. But my thing is really to share wisdom with kids that are that are in the inner city that don't have all these the, the people that have this type of knowledge to share that with them. It's so yeah. important for them to hear it, especially for minorities. Oh, it's man. important for men to hear it because it's not something they hear every day, unfortunately. Yeah. So all the even you just sharing these the, the four those four questions right there just allows kids, okay, start sooner. Like don't wait. Yeah. Don't hesitate. If I have an idea, just try. My thing is just try. If you fail, you fail. Yeah, I got one last quote and then we go. All right, brother. I was also told there is a millionaire in every single profession. If you just think big. It's a millionaire in every garbage, teaching, like whatever that profession is. It ain't basketball. It ain't drugs. It ain't it ain't this doctor. It ain't lawyer. Like in everything that you can think of in this life, there's a millionaire that's out there doing it. Mm. Yeah, you gonna drop the mic on that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was amazing, man. Appreciate the time, brother. Good All night. right, bro. Be I love, brother. All Bye. right. Yes, sir. Hold up, man. All right, thank y'all. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, I'm waiting on Swan to get on so we can get this started. Can you hear me, though? Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me.
It says you're unable to join. Swamp. Oh, I got to get down with this tech stuff. Uh, I invited you. Did you answer the reply? Hey, so it's just y'all three on here right now, so help me out. I sent you an invite. I invited you to join. Hey, did you did you get the invite? I, I said yes. All right, there we go. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Dion here in a second. First, though, hey, did you load something? I, I am going to load this to my my podcast, well, the, my, the Spotify and everything. So thanks for joining me, Swan. Appreciate it, man. Everybody, James Swan, known as guy like 20, about 20 years now. Been a long time. Both went to HBCUs, Oakwood. But first, before getting all that, man, tell me how your trip was. I mean, you went to the motherland. I went out there. It was amazing. Uh, it's one of my bucket list items. Uh, it's a lot. Like it was a lot. It's a. Uh, it's amazing to see, you know, what our people have done, and how they, uh, how they have American, Americanized, like taking advantage of it by making money off of it. Uh, but the essence of it was just uh, mind blowing. Uh, just to see the pyramids. Uh, to see the people, to see women covered in gowns. Uh, that was like my first time ever seeing so many women just covered uh, in that nature. Uh, you hear them, uh, you hear the churches uh, in the middle of the night praying, during, throughout the day praying, uh, the different religions. It's just, it's, it's very um, eye-opening because, you know, I, I've been in America all my life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> When you see something like that, it's a cultural change. And uh, as you can see, COVID had my hair a certain way, my beard, and I, I kind of like blended in with the people. Uh, and it, it, it was it was something that I, I fairly, I, I enjoyed tremendously, tremendously. Man, no, man, that sounds, I mean, I mean, awesome, beyond awesome. I mean, just to be amongst, you know, Back back in Egypt for how long were you there? Uh I was out there five days. Uh um but to see the kids, to see children and people who have built those pyramids, I don't know how they built those pyramids so long ago. I uh, it's 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 amazing just to 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 see uh their work ethic, their their mind uh 
their 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 ability to engineer mm -hmm. creative to uh it's something that just you know they did that hundreds of years ago and for us to be trying to still figure out how they did it uh that's amazing to me i mean because yeah, even if you think of somebody like joe rogan who's always talking about the uh, pyramids yeah how it, it's mind-blowing once people see them in person it's it, like and then to, and then to take away the fact that what we've been taught so much about who our people are of not being as intelligent and all those type of things and then to find out like yo these are part these are probably the smartest people in the world right and it just even goes back to i guess some of the things i know we're going to be talking about um uh, uh who are we talking about here yeah man but it goes back to Kanye, Kyrie, oh, yeah. and some of the some of the things that they have been been saying that I know that gets a lot of people irritated and upset. But there's there's a lineage that they're mm -hmm. us and try to share that sometimes share it in the in the, in, in in the way that we can't in America. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you trace back where we're from mm -hmm. and read the Bible and you and you gauge in 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 the ideology of who we are, mm -hmm. um, it points back to uh, the original place, who our skin color, our right. hair, uh, all those things, and uh, uh, we just have to be enlightened and in tune. And when you go out there, you actually will see that that our our color, our skin tone, is pretty much ideal to them. But the biggest problem is the lack of respect for black americans uh uh they do see you as a black american and you know, share a little bit more about that then um i just think we just have a stereotype i think we've been stereotyped for so long that 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 image of who we are and where we came from and where we went to and how we were taken what we became in america and what we're trying to become in america they still see us as equals um, um, uh, based on work ethic or based on the decisions we've made, made and how much we have yet to uh, come together, going back to even even this Dion thing has divided us. For what mm -hmm. reason? I have no clue why we're divided over this because we have different perspectives, different ideas, different thoughts of it, but it is what it is. It is right. what it is. Well, even because even let's, let's let's transition that then. So the whole Dion thing, because if you look on, I mean, I look at people on Facebook, and you're watching sports talk, and they're 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 so far on the other end of it. But the fact that even on a say something so casual as a Facebook post about what are your thoughts on Dion turns into an argument, right, right, with our own people, and and, and we're the only people doing that. Because when you if if Saban went from Alabama to LSU or Alabama to NFL. Or even when um, Brian Kelly went from Notre Dame to LSU, there was not outraged by his group of people right. on the move. But see, see would... but, but our ideology to me, mm -hmm. uh, me, we got a whole lot. Of, we always are talking about entertainers and athletes. Mm -hmm. But we have this same issue in every single department in our HBCU schools. Mm. Like we always want to talk about the the basketball and the football side, but are the best 
teachers teaching our kids in HBCU schools, in mm -hmm. our departments, in our mm -hmm. business schools, in our in our dental schools. Like it's it's way larger than the Dion, but we want to focus on Dion mm -hmm. and not really realize that. Dion has just highlighted what's actually wrong with HBCU schools. Oh. Mm-hmm. For me. You know? I, no, I, so, all right, so give me, so before we get into all of that, give me what you think Dion should have, well, what is your take on what Dion did? Not tell you what I think, I think, what I think about it. I mean, then we go in more into it. From a personal standpoint, he has to take the job. You know, okay. Personal standpoint. Um, um, however, from my standpoint, I do. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I, I, let me just say this. There was a a quote in a in MSNBC uh, that I wanted to say that Dion said that when I was around Hunter's age, I turned down a full scholarship at a premier HBCU because because I was a teenager who was obsessed with proving myself to white people. Didn't believe a degree from there would be as valuable as one from the bigger, wealthier white school that had accepted me. While I don't regret choosing the school I did, I almost immediately regretted my reason for rejecting the black school. And I've often wondered how my life would be different had I made the other choice. As, I, as, I, as illogical as it may sound, I was hoping Hunter's success at Jackson State would show me how well things would have gone for me if I made a different choice. That's what Dion said. You can you can you can debate this, that, and the third, but Dion recruited based on that. You know what right. I'm saying? And he has the he has the uh the objective prerogative to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go. But when you make statements like that, we have the, we have the right to have an opinion and object. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. If I was a parent of a kid that was at Jackson State who was an average kid who felt like Dion being a, a coach could take my son to another level, I would be very upset today. Okay, so I agree with you on that from this standpoint. He never – I think his intentions, me personally, I think he took the job because he didn't want to be an assistant coach somewhere else. And he took he got the head job at Jackson State. I don't think his intentions were ever to be there five, ten, fifteen years. It was no, just I, a stepping stone to get I, somewhere I, else. But the problem is he did I don't think he articulated that enough to all of his big time prospects that he brought in, as if he was gonna be here long term. And, and those average guys, now they're stuck in the middle because they're not good enough to hit the portal and go to some of these big schools. Now Hunter is, Travis Hunter, he can go anywhere. But there's but no the rest of it. Hmm? There's, to me, there's only one one average player he was concerned about, and why he has begun. He began at Jackson State versus that's his son. and that's his son. That's his son. I just that's his son. If his son was a a, a D one quarterback coming out of high school, I don't think this would have been uh, uh, an objective of his uh, to okay. be hit in the way that he's he tried to go about it this way. Uh, he wanted to coach his son on mm -hmm. a deep and he wasn't wasn't able to. Jackson State provided that for him. Mm -hmm. And 
has one year, two more years left, they have to take it to the next level. Well, my thing with everybody being upset with him, and this is this is my whole synopsis of the whole thing, is that all right, he did his job there. He was twenty seven and five. Okay. Uh he got Travis Hunter in there. He brought something around thirty million dollars to Jackson State as far as the city, uh, during his tenure there. Uh but to me to it goes it even goes back to, to like I say using Jerry Jones as as a as part of the example. Everybody's up in arms about Jerry Jones standing out there when he's fourteen years old. Okay, yeah, he was out there. But and it was all oh, he needs to hire black coaches or we need to have more black owners and all this kind of stuff. But eventually you have to have a seat at that table that allows that type of power. Going to the Pac twelve, Dion now has that type of power. There's not a black coach in the SEC that's a head coach. Herm Edwards was over at Arizona State, but he got fired. Remember, he got fired during the game. Like the game ended this year, they fired him. They walking off, <laughs> they walking off the field firing this guy. So I look at Dion as if. Let me ask you a question: Who you think Dion's going to surround himself with? What type of coaches? Uh, great coaches, amazing. Well, coaches. What, but what are they going to look like? Pro coaches, black. Okay, so by him hiring those guys, and if he has two, let's say two years, great or decent at Colorado. Those guys are now his offensive coordinators and his defensive coordinators are then going to have the ability to go to some of these other bigger programs and make a name for themselves. But you have to first get a foot in the door. He, he's, got, he's got name recognition. He's yeah. going to bring in all these transfer portal kids. He's going to turn Colorado around relatively quickly if his, if his son can play quarterback. I, I, listen, he has to take the job for that okay. reason. Right. Okay, we agree on that. Good. You know, okay. Uh I just I'm disappointed that our standard has to be that instead of our own. And what I'm I'm going back to, um, how does it look for how do we how do we prove that 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 black male who's dynamic in biology, who's dynamic in business, who's dynamic in, in these areas, and we say those schools are better than our schools. You know what I'm saying? That that's the dynamic that I'm concerned about because we know the we, we see the pathway to excellence in sports. Okay, true. We see that pathway. But mm -hmm. but but it it should resonate, for instance, everybody that, that plays sports, I'll give you a perfect example. Everybody that plays sports in HBCU schools don't make it to that level. But let's look at football. Mm -hmm. I mean look coaching. Let's look at a uh, uh, physical therapist. Are they gonna mm -hmm. still be able to get those D one schools by going to those HBCU schools? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that Jackson State major who wants to coach, is he gonna be relegated to D to, to HBCU schools because he went to an HBCU school? Because of the the network that he has there, it's basically that small network. Right. But but, but again, that's why Dion had to make the move. And but it goes with I think Dion's doing it from the right place, and that is in this. He's gonna surround himself with others that are like him. Yeah. And I think that's the key in so many of our professions, especially once you work in athletics. When you work in athletics and sports, if you are the one that broke through, you must pull the people through with you. Yeah, but and that that's 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 very important. But what what's what's even more um I'm not gonna say harmful, 
But what's even more, he now still has a load on his back, just like he went to HBCU as a black man to be successful because he's Dion. He now has a bigger, for to me, it's not, can't lose here. Like he can, you know what I'm saying? He could fail at the HBCU level and be all right. But mm -hmm. he can come here and fail after what has happened in Jackson State. Tom heals all wounds. I, I, I kind of relegate this situation to, of course, the LeBron decision. Mm -hmm. LeBron made that decision. We was up in arms. We felt like he did this. We didn't do that. But over time, because he was successful, because he, he, he rose above mm -hmm. his decision, now, if he had never won and he went to Miami and didn't win, we would be talking. We would say we that. We still be talking about him right now. Because he's a winner now, well, a, a winner, you know, <laughs> that uh, we don't we don't uh, talk about it as much anymore. So Dion has to win, not just for himself, and that's to me that's just unfair that we now have have given him the black title now as a coach to be successful in other for other coaches to be head coaches, and I think unfair because there are coaches who don't have the the the, the persona as Dion, who don't have the cachet as Dion, who are great coaches. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. And that goes back to like the pressure that he's going to be under, the microscope that he's going to be under is turn them around relatively quickly. It's so unfair. And it's and it's because a lot of times when you get this shot at a at a at a power five school, you if you fail, you don't get another one. Right. And it's much different than our other brethren. And I'll use the example of Steve Sarkeesian. You got to remember, he was at USC, showed up drunk at a news conference. They let him go, but he ends up at Bama as the offensive coordinator for a couple of years. And then, boom, there he goes. He's a, he's a Texas head coach. So it's like that relationship will allow him to just keep on moving because right. he just not held to the same high standard. Right. Now, success in Colorado, he, I would say his first year, seven and five. They were one in eleven, man. Listen, it, it's two things. If he does, if his son is not, a, like, if his son is not, that's going to hurt him yeah. from a from a professional standpoint. Well, you know even 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 the fact that he told the the the, the quarterback at right. Colorado, yes, he said, "Hey, he told the quarterback, I already got my quarterback. You need to hit the portal, right." Like, like golly. he can't compete. And that's the thing. You can't allow him not to be just a hand in the job because now you're not, this is not an HBCU. This is not Jackson state. You can, you can, he can go out right now. Technically he can go out and get one of these big time quarterbacks. If he wanted to get the hits the portal, he can get the kid out of Clemson. Yeah. He might be able to get the kid out of Clemson if he really wanted to, but he doesn't want to. I get it. But you can't allow your love of your son. Or, or, or should you? See, 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 this goes back to, this goes back to what they do versus what we do. Or what we, you know what I'm saying? If Peyton Manning was over in Colorado, for sure he's bringing his nephew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. No, I think, no, I think he's got to give his son that first shot at it and give him the first year. Yeah. Like, without even stress. Like, let him play. You know, let him do his thing. Put him in the right system. 
and don't think he's going to air it out at all times, but he's going to be able to get some better weapons than he had even at Jackson State. You got to keep that in mind, too. And is he going to put his son's success over his success? Well, if he's a good father, he won't. And I think Deion's a decent father. I know. But, I, but what I'm saying is, is he going to – is his other son coming as well? Uh, I, I know though. I know one will be working in the athletic department because he's not. He's not a player. His oldest one. Corner. Of course, he's coming. Yeah, yeah, of course he's coming. Because he got he gets one more chance to hit the portal, so of course he's coming. You know, he's he's going to be able to have the ability to turn them around relatively fast. He really is because of the transport portal how it operates. So he can actually go get you know. The player. Solid backups. You gotta remember the Bama kid hit him up that like wasn't a Bama running back? Yeah. They hit him up. Like, hey, you got room for me. I mean, you got a kid out of Bama, you know, you're on the right direction. It's just I think that for some people to be so upset with him is mind blowing. Number one, it especially people that have let's say people that have a decent amount of, of uh say a lot of money to help with HBCUs. Is that okay? If he would have been there again this year, how much money are you you gonna be putting in an endowment for him? Right. How much money are we gonna be pumping into that school? Because yeah. if y'all really wanted him there, you he could have stayed there if you started even in his second year when they went undefeated the second year. More money gets pumped in. Pump in more money. Yeah. If you pump in more money, he's gonna be able to get the better facilities. Because you gotta keep in mind, half some of his salary went to improving their facilities. He contacted Michael Strahan to get them some uh, decent. Uh, clothing to wear to games. He had his, you know, there's so many things that he had to do that he no longer does, has to do because now he's at Colorado. Right. You can't compete with a $7 million facility when you're over there playing in the dirt. You can't. And it doesn't sound right, but that's, un unfortunately, that's how a lot of HBCUs are aesthetically. All like of them. Even, like, even my, my, my boys that, you know, that go to Oakwood. Right. When they decided, they ain't never been out there. I was like, hey, guys, listen. They had been on field. I took them to different universities across the states. I, I took one of them to Mizzou. He sees Mizzou. He saw Bama. I took him to Bama his right. freshman year. He's walking, he's walking Bama. <laughs> and so when he was sitting in class with me last year, he's like, hey, I'm going to go to Oakwood. He's like, hey, I'm going to tell you something, man. It ain't, it ain't Bama. Right. Aesthetically. Now, the people will make it amazing for you. You meet your best friends. The experience will be amazing. But you think you're going there for right. top-notch everything? It's going to be harder. It is. You know? But that, but like you were going back to, that's the problem that we have is with, it's not enough money, period. Not just in athletics. It's being put back into these uh, schools. So so what do we do? All right, so the bigger issue is what okay. do we do culture? What do we do as a people to uh, lure those? Because what we're saying is, that kid, that person, that these school, they're you're you're they're making a lesser decision uh, uh, for their future uh, by going to these schools versus going to these uh, PWR schools. Right. right. And what do we do to change that? Um, to change that look, that outcome. Uh, well, one, I think you have to create those that that are that are. You got to raise more money. I mean, bottom line, you got to raise more money, That's and you true. can never stop raising money. Yeah, you 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 have to continuously raise money, but you have to also allow people to see that the money that has been raised is is put to good use. 
I think a lot of times the mismanagement of money allows people to then step back and say, man, I'm not giving anymore. And then once that word gets out for that, whatever university that is, then it, it ceases to actually exist. More money coming in. Whereas if you go to this place, and I get it, these prominent football schools, every time you pull up, they got something brand new. Yeah. You know, but if you go to a lot of PWIs, essentially, they're always building, they're always growing. You know, they and they have a bigger student body and a bigger endowment and all that kind of stuff. But when you go and you see, it makes you want to give. But yeah, also, I, also, okay, go ahead. Oh no, no, my bad. Uh, I think I, uh, when you talk like that, I think alumnus, alumni is a very um, uh, a resource that we just don't tap into. Uh, we just don't. Um, for some reason, um, um, we just don't uh, embrace change. And, and it, well, the big key, though, is no organization. So if I can say anything about it, is this. So my brother went to a PWI, went to Appalachian State University. Quarterly, they have meetings in different parts of the country for all alumni. This happens every quarter. And it's something so simple as, as a, a group of guys and girls going to get some wings. Right. But they connect with each other to assist people in different careers. Because I might know somebody that you might know somebody, you might know somebody. Right. right? And then they meet up at the university. They're all engaged in the university. Yeah. All right. If you go back to, uh, I don't know every HBCU, but I know the one I went to, we don't have those things set in place. Whereas you have your uh, homecoming weekend. But you don't have things across the country that are happening quarterly or once every six months or once even a year that are different locations across the country to take the kids that just graduated right. and then say, hey, what do you want? What, what do you want to do? Oh, I, I want to. I'm in this career. Oh, I got you, man. I got this guy right here. So we're not connecting each other. And since you're not connecting each other, you don't see the value of the university because you haven't been in a long time. Correct. So Correct. then you then you become disconnected right. and then they want to do a phone drive or whatever to raise some money. But by that time, you're so far disconnected with the university that you don't know, you don't know where to start. Then, and homecoming and alumni, that that mass, that camaraderie and that networking, uh, because we're more partying or excited to see, but we're not creating a network of of uh, a system that allows us to um, pass on um, and give back. Uh, that's one. Of I've been, this is my 25th year uh, out of Oakwood. And uh, that's one of the things that we've discussed. They don't even realize, and I don't, there's not nothing negative or anything, but we we have to introduce ourselves uh, uh, to our school, uh, reintroduce ourselves to our school. And I think sometimes it's not just always left up to the school, but sometimes it's left up to us because I think out of our frustrations a lot of times, uh, we get frustrated, but um, we still need to do our part as far as um, um, figuring out ways, like you said, throughout the country in different times of the year to be able to reconnect and connect. I think we do that a lot through our churches. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, but that's 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 got to be separate, right? That's still that it needs to be a business. Like this it's, is what, it's a business. If yeah. you are a Let's say a marketing executive.